and welcome to the Summit Church Podcast. We hope today, as you listen to this week's content, that you grow in your faith and in your relationship with God. Connect more with us by going to ardmoresummit.church and remember to love God, love people, and love life. say before I even get into the sermon, um, if you're listening to this on a podcast, uh, my apologies if the sound level fluctuates. Uh, I'm going to hold the mic as close to my uh, mouth as I can and believe that the more that you amen me and the more that I get going, the better it's going to be. Okay, there we go. Okay, we're off to a good start. Hey, I want to talk to you this morning about setting the tone for 2022, setting the tone. Have you ever uh, been told by somebody, probably a parent, watch your tone? Come on. How many of you have said that to your kids? All right. All right. Watch, watch that tone. What is tone? Tone is kind of the, it's, it's not what's so much said, but the way in which it's said, right? Um, and so what I want to do is talk about setting the tone for 2022. And this is going to be true for us as a church, I want this to be true for you individually, for you and your, your, your marriage and your walk uh, with Christ, for your friendships, relationships, also for your work and for everything that you uh, are involved in. I want this to be a message of encouragement. I want this to be a message of, of, of allowing God to really open our eyes for all the things that could be. Amen. Amen. So setting the tone for 2022. Let's look at a couple of scriptures that I think really capture the message, and I'll, I'll break them down as we go through them. But the first one is Philippians chapter number 3, verse 12 through 14. This is what it says. Not that I have already obtained this or am already perfect, but I press on to make it my own because Christ Jesus has made me his own. Listen to this, verse 13. Brothers, I do not consider that I have made it my own, but one thing I do. This is, this is a verse for a new year, ready? Forgetting what lies behind and straining forward. Amen. Amen. You can go to that next slide if you would. This is Isaiah 43, verse 9. It says this, Behold, I am doing a new thing. Now it springs forth. Do you not perceive it? I will make a way in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. Leave that slide up there for just a second. I love this rhetorical question that the Lord is saying this. I'm doing a new thing. Now it springs forth. Do you not perceive it? Don't you see what I'm doing? If, if I could, could let any verse be the verse of this year, it's simply this. Do you not see what I'm about to do? Right? 2021 had its ups and downs. I know for many of us, it brought moments of, of joy and, and happiness. Also had many, many challenges as well. But regardless of what the past year held, it's behind us. Amen. And what Paul said is good, bad, ugly, indifferent, whatever. I forget that and I strain forward. And that is my message today for us, is let's let God open our eyes to all the things that this year can hold. Amen. Let's look at this and then and allow that, that rhetorical question that God says, I'm going to do a new thing. Don't you perceive it? 
Let's get ready for all that God has for us today. If you have your sermon outlines, I want you to get those ready. Of course, you can scan the QR code um, and pull it up on your app as well. But I've got some basic things. Let's talk about three things this morning that will help us to set the tone for 2022. The first thing is just simply this, a greater hunger, a greater hunger. I want a greater hunger for all the things that God has for me. I want to be hungry for all the things that God has for me. You know, uh, one, this time of year, it's, I hate to say it, but, but it's getting close to, you know, flu season and people kind of have allergies and getting sick and all that stuff. But you know, for me and probably you as well, there is one for sure sign that something's not right with me. And that's when I don't have an appetite, right? And even when there's time, there's been, and it don't happen often, but it happens about once or twice a year when Angela's like, you know, are you going to eat tonight? I'm like, no, I'm not hungry. And she goes, what? Something's definitely wrong, right? Because if I don't have an appetite, if I don't have a hunger, that's a sure sign that something is not right and healthy with me. It could be a number of things, but you get the point of what I'm trying to say. And this is true for us spiritually as well. When was the last time that you felt like, eh, not really hungry for anything God has for me? I'm not really hungry. I don't want that to be my attitude for 2022. I want to go into this year more hungry for God than I've ever been. I think back of all the times in the past that I've had some, quote, good meals, right? I think back to all those times when, when God's done a work in my life. I think back to youth camp, incredible moments. I think about my early years in college and master's commission. I think about, you know, all those great moves of God. I think back to our first service here as a, as a church. We'll be celebrating our third birthday, the end of this month. Come on. All right. I think back to all those high points, those great meals, but those can't sustain me today. I can't live off those meals from three weeks ago, from three months ago, from three years ago. I want a greater hunger now than I've ever had in my life. I want you to make that prayer just even now in your spirit. Say, God, make me hungry for you and for all the things that you want to do in me. Give me a hunger for righteousness. May I thirst for you more than I ever have before. You know, there's lots of things that I desire in life. There's lots of things that I'm passionate about in life. But if I don't have a greater passion for God and for his word and for all the things that he wants to do for me, something's off in my diet, right? Amen. Amen. Jesus said, blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness. They will be filled. Interesting that he didn't say blessed are the righteous. He said blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness. Don't you love it that in our relationship with the Father, it isn't just that he wipes our slate clean, says here you go, new start, and and I declare you holy, you're declared righteous, I'll see you in heaven. No, no. He says, you're declared righteous, you're declared holy. Now hunger for those things, right? He sets us on the the high ground. He takes us to a new place so that then we can see that he is good after we have tasted. And now we can look at him and say, I'm more hungry for you now than I've ever been. I want that to be your prayer, even in your own prayer life, just this month. Just when you're on the road, you're on your way to work, you're, you're opening your Bible, just say, God, make me hungry for your word. Number two is this, a greater expectation. What are you expecting this year? Now, if you're like me, I like to go through scenarios. How many of you like to play out scenarios in your mind? 
If this happens, then I'll respond this way. Come on, don't act like I'm the only one. If that person smarts off to me again this week, I'm here, and you go and you rehearse the comeback. Come on, don't act like you don't do those things, right? Here's the reality. What you expect doesn't automatically make it happen, but it really sets the stage for you to begin looking for those moments. Hear, hear me this morning. I, I can say, well, I'm expecting a million-dollar check just to come in the mail. doesn't mean it's going to happen, right? right I, I'm not into this whole, like, name it, claim it, and I'm just going to sit back and do nothing. No. Expectation also comes with a call to work for it, right? right. But I'm expecting God to do some neat things in my life. I'm expecting God to do some things in my family, some healing. I'm expecting him to open some doors. I'm expecting him to, to give me some opportunities to reach some people I've been praying for for a long time. I'm expecting him to do some things in my, in my family. We're even expecting a child. How cool is that, right? Little, little dudes coming in April, and we're like already preparing the room, right? It's a lot of fun expecting good things. And I want you to know that me as your pastor, I'm expecting big things for you. What are some things in your life that you know, like, I'm expecting God to move here. I'm expecting God to open this door. I'm expecting God to do some things in my life. Here's the reality. If you're not expecting, you're not going to be ready for it when it comes. I want to be expecting all the things that God has for me. Point number three. Still with me this morning? My voice is holding up, so as long as it holds up, I'm going to preach. Number three, a greater commitment. A greater commitment. I've said this before, but as the older I get, the more I value loyalty, the more I value commitment. The older I get, the more I value faithfulness. Amen. The ability to stick, some, stick with something, to stick it out. And here's what I've learned. For me as a husband, for me as a dad, I want to be more committed than I've ever been. I want to be more dialed in. We're talking about setting the tone for this year. And this is a reality. It doesn't matter how old you are. doesn't matter your education background. doesn't matter any of that. All of us can be A-plus standout people of commitment. That's right. Every single one of us can be outstanding at commitment. I, I don't know about you, but the worst thing, one of the worst things that somebody can say about me is, oh, he's flaky, flash in the pan. He has his moments, but he's not consistent. No, no, I want people, not for my pride, but just be able to be a witness for people to say that person's committed. He's committed, right? I want my wife to, to go to bed every night knowing he's committed to me. He's committed to his kids. I want my, in, in all of my work situations, I want them to say, you know what? He's committed. Amen. What area have you straddled the fence in the years past? And it's time to step on and say, you know what? I'm all in. I'm all in. I'm fully committed. So those are three things that I think are good for us as a church, that are good for us as individuals, for families, to be people that hunger for God to move, people who are expecting God to do great things, and then people who are committed to him and all the things that he wants to do through us. In our remaining time this morning, I want to simply ask three questions. Three questions, and I want you to do some soul searching this morning. This is an encouraging message. I'm excited, but here's three questions that I want us to ask. Remember a moment ago, I said expecting. You can, you can be sure that the moment you decide to grow, the, there is always resistance. Yeah. There is always 
resistance to becoming better, to becoming stronger. It's true um, if you if you are, are in the gym, which I'm not, <laughs> but it's true if, if you're trying to grow um, intellectually, in, in education, whatever the case may be, there's always going to be some resistance. There's something to overcome, right? Right? So, so here's three questions that I think are, are our ways of addressing that resistance head on. You can't deny it. You can't just gloss over it. All of us, doesn't matter how long you've been serving the Lord, all of us have to ask these three questions this morning. Number one, what do I need to put off and what do I need to put on? What do I need to put off and what do I need to put on? In the Bible, one of the strongest analogies or images we have um, of growth is taking off old clothes and putting on new clothes. Um, and again, it might sound odd, but, but in the Bible, that, that was a strong illustration. The Bible talks about even putting on Christ. Romans 13, verse 12 says this. It says, the night is almost gone, the day is near. Therefore, let us lay aside the deeds of darkness, listen, and put on the armor of light. What burdens, what problems, what issues have you been carrying like a backpack and it's time to take them off? Guilt, shame, regret, disappointment, confusion, doubt, frustration, bitterness, envy, whatever it is, take it off. Don't keep carrying it. Some, some of us have carried something so long, it's almost a strange thought to even take it off. Because so far as we know, that defines us. I guess I'm just going to be this way the rest of my life. I guess I'm just supposed to suffer. I guess I'm just supposed to be like this. No, no, no. The Bible says you can take off those deeds. What did Paul just say? Laying aside those weights, forgetting what lies behind and pressing on. Put on Christ. Put on the, the armor of light. You see this, the putting on the, the, the full armor of salvation. You see this all throughout Scripture, this theme of taking off and putting on. What are you carrying that's it's time to let it go? Maybe painful. In fact, I can almost guarantee you it will be. But it's time to take that off and put on the new. Number two, you with me? Yes. Number two is this. Where are the closed doors and where are the open doors? Where are the closed doors and where are the open doors. You know, the word door or entry or path occurs hundreds of times in Scripture. And it's, it's a way for us to look at God's will as we go down the path of life. There are doors that are open. There are doors that are closed. Some of us have been knocking on the same closed door for years, and it's time to move on. Amen. Right? Where are those closed doors? What, what, have, what have you been knocking at as a door and realized that day is past? That time is past, right? We, we went, Mark and I went to a ball game this week and, and as, as, as hyped as I was and excited, I know that there's no way I could get out there on that field and play like those guys. Now, 20 years ago, no, I'm teasing. <laughs> right? There was a day that I could run. There was a day that I, I, I was a little more, but, but that, that, that's past. That's past. Here's, here's a stark reality of growth. There are things that we, we go through in life that God does say that has passed. That has passed. 
That opportunity is gone. But here's what I do love. God never leaves us in the dark without, it never closes a door without opening some, right? God's always in the, in the business of giving us new opportunities. So when God says, listen, this time is behind you, but I've got some neat things ahead of you. God has endless opportunities for us to see his hand move in our life. He has endless opportunities in our marriage to become stronger, in our friendships, in our family, in, in, our, in our, our spiritual relationship with him. Uh, there's always more opportunities. There's always open doors. Okay, let me just uh, say this and then we'll move on. I, I don't believe in just blind optimism, right? I don't believe just standing up and holding a mic and saying, Tomorrow's going to be okay. Tomorrow's going to be better. Listen, I don't know what tomorrow holds. You don't. But here's the one thing I do know is that we look through history, as we look through Scripture, and as we just look at the practicality of how, how, how God operates, it's this. God will close the door, and sometimes it's ex extremely frustrating. But when he closes that, our mindset is not, well, I guess my life is over. I guess he doesn't want me to grow. What we should be doing is looking immediately and saying, okay, if that door's closed, what is the open door? Amen. Yeah. Right? Amen. Let me read to you 1 Corinthians 16, verse 9. It says this, For a wide door for effective service has opened to me, and there are many adversaries. Paul says, I'm going to remain at Ephesus because a wide door for effective service has opened for me. Isn't that awesome? That Paul doesn't look at the problems and focus on those. He focuses on the open doors. There may be 99 closed doors in your life, but if God opens one, I want his will, right? Yeah. I want his will. Number three this morning, lastly, we got to ask the question, what is unimportant and what is important? This is a good question for us to ask moving into this new year. What in my life is unimportant and what is truly important? It doesn't matter our age, we're all going to go through those seasons in life where we're going to ask these questions. What is unimportant and what is important? Turn with me to Matthew chapter 22. Matthew chapter 22. Let's start with verse number 36. They asked Jesus, teacher, what is the greatest commandment in the law? And he said to them, you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind. This is the great and foremost commandment. The second is like it. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. And on these two, the commandments depend. The whole law, the prophet. Don't you love that? It's simple. When Jesus gives clarification, it's always simple. He says, this is important. These other things are unimportant. John, if you want to come to the keyboard this morning... I simply, these three basic questions allow us to set the tone for the year. I can't answer them for you. Um, there's, there's always a temptation for, for us to answer them for other people, but I want us to simply look at this for each of us. For me in my life, as your pastor, as your friend, I say, what, what do I need to put off? What, do, what are those things that I'm carrying I need to take off? I need to put on. What are the closed doors? What are the things that I can't go back to 2019? I can't go back to 2020. 
As much as I want to go back to those days, I can't. There's open doors all around me. And then thirdly, what in my life have I made important that really isn't? What have I made important and essential in my life that I really, when I look at it, it's not that important. I think back when I was a, a young man and I was reminded of this being around some family members, having the coolest tennis shoes at school was such a big deal. Come on, right? And I took my nephews to a ball game and uh, they had to have new shoes. They had to have new shoes. They had to have the right outfit to go to a ball game. It's funny, like, you know, you think about that when you're young and that's a big deal. Isn't it funny how as you grow, things that at one time were really, really important, now you look back and say, why did I lose sleep over that? Why, why did I care so much about that? Because what happens is our, our growth takes over and we have an expectation of what's truly important in life. I hope that 2022 offers you the greatest clarification of what's really important in life. What really matters? What's going to be the thing that's going to stay and leave a legacy in your life, make an eternal difference, and then also make an immediate impact? Would you bow with me in prayer? Hey, thanks again for listening to the Summit Church Podcast. We hope today you enjoyed the content and what God was speaking to you today. Again, we'd love to connect with you more by going to ardmoresummit.church. Join us Sunday mornings at 11 a.m. in Ardmore, Oklahoma at 1725 North Commerce Street. Take care and be blessed.